Hey guys, it's Simon, and today I have the great pleasure of welcoming you to episode 16 of Learning from Humanity with Simon Funk, the old and the bold. Today, I got to speak to one of those people who lights up the room when they walk in. One of those people who leaves you with a little extra bounce in your step. His name is Ryan. And no, he's not too good to be true. He's just practiced being positive for quite a while. He is also a devoted Baha'i and derives a lot of hope from that. Throughout our conversation, Ryan shared insights regarding how to live well and gave me a brief introduction to the Baha'i faith. The first included discussion regarding nurturing oneself, moderation, and the value of diverse experiences. The second left me enlightened and encouraged by the faith that is described by Abdu'l-Baha, one of its central figures, as to be a Baha'i simply means to love all the world, to love humanity and try to serve it, to work for universal peace and universal brotherhood. That sounds awesome to me. So, if you're still interested, just keep right on listening. Without further ado, Ryan Javan Marty. What do you think living well looks like? So living well, to me, I think it involves nurturing all aspects of our being. Um, and I, don't, I might not know what all those aspects are, but the three <laughs> that come to mind are our physical being, mm-hmm. our psychological being, mm-hmm. and our spiritual being. Okay. So to nurture our physical being, you know, you can do things like exercise, eating mm-hmm. healthy, getting enough mm-hmm. sleep, letting our injuries heal. I think, yeah. you know, having a, a healthy body as much as possible is, is really important to living well mm-hmm. um, and, and helps increase our happiness. And okay. all these aspects of our being are interrelated, by the way. <laughs> so, you, yeah, yeah, it's hard to have one without the other, like, health, or mm-hmm. they kind of feed into each other. Yeah, yeah. So for the psychological well-being, to me, I think um, that's like things that like stimulate your mind and, and get, okay. you, get you to think um, that can be exposing yourself to different environments and different people, mm-hmm. um, you know, reading, um, mm-hmm. playing games with people, anything, uh, anything, even our work. Our work is yeah. actually, I think more than just a financial necessity it's it's mm-hmm. also a psychological necessity to have have work that we um that you know is is like a focus in our lives and and helps yeah. us um i guess uh feel like we're i guess working towards something and and, okay. and gives us a rhythm in our day okay i think that can it can be very helpful so yeah, anything that gets your mind exercising, and then you know you have the body exercises. <laughs> yeah. The last, uh, spiritual. yeah, spiritual. So that one, that's uh, that's probably the biggest one in my in my belief. Like we're, uh, which I, I'm a member of the Baha'i faith, and yeah. so um, one of our our beliefs is that you know we're all spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our true reality, but we're here um, living a in a, in a material world, in a physical world, and, and we're having this experience, which is only temporary, um, during which uh, we are tested, you know, with the, with the trials of life. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the point of all these tests is to develop our capacity um, um, and, and the spiritual attributes of God, such as okay. kindness, um, love, 
patience, humility. These are all things that, this is our spiritual nature that we're trying to develop. Those are qualities of our spirit. Yeah. Right? They can't, you can, they're not tangible. Mm -hmm. So, nurturing our spiritual being, um, I think you can do that through prayer and meditation. Um, okay. For sure. That's, that's my way of like communicating with God. And um, I, it gives me comfort that I can turn to Him when um, I'm, well, at every day, you know, I, I strive to, to do that consistently. Mm -hmm. Something I like that you said on a, another episode was that consistency is one of the most powerful things that we can do as yeah. a human being. Yeah. And I think that prayer is also one of the most powerful things that we can do as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I consistently underestimate the power of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> But I think if you pray consistently, that's like twice the power. <laughs> um, so, so that's something I, I try to do to nurture my spirit. Okay. <clears throat> and but another huge component of our, our spiritual well-being is um, serving others. So okay. being of service to humanity. Um, it's kind of like principal tenant of the Baha'i faith. Mm -hmm. And um, any uh, any act, I guess, that you that you do, um, like out of selflessness um, to better or um, someone else's like conditions, or mm -hmm. um, just like wanting the best for someone else and helping them, you know, get there, yeah. and that can be even through our our work. You know, uh, I, something I just told you earlier today was that. Yeah. Baha'is believe that work done in the spirit of service is the highest form of worship. Mm -hmm. So you can be a salesperson that is trying to cheat someone and get them to buy something <laughs> that they don't need. <laughs> or you can be a salesperson that, you know, genuinely cares about people and wants, mm -hmm. them, wants to help them find what they need, for, yeah. you know, to better their lives. Yeah. And uh, you can be a teacher that puts no effort into their class and yeah. discourages their students mm. or you can be one that you know sincerely wants to see their students succeed and does everything you know that they can to help them you know lift them up yeah. so those are just some examples that come to mind um, of doing work in the spirit of service and how okay. that can really um, well impact your own well-being too yeah yeah. Right at the beginning, you mentioned that our, it's, it is to nurture yourself. Mm. So when you say nurture, is there a specific mindset or approach or... Let me actually tie this into one of my favorite questions. Sure. So how do you think about relationships with people, including the one you have with yourself? And then before you go into that in a general sense, mm -hmm. what does it look like for you to nurture yourself? I think that means keeping myself, you know, in a state where I'm, I'm, where I feel good, you know, I, yeah. so doing things that I know will help me feel good. Okay. Uh, so that, you know, for me personally, I guess I, I, I love doing stretches in the morning. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, not, not like totally yoga, 
but like mm-hmm. maybe taking some inspiration from yoga and just stretches I've done <laughs> through sports. And that makes me feel really good in the morning. Okay. Um, yeah, prayer, like I said, okay. also does that. And talking okay. to people also does that. So I guess okay. just nurturing, yeah, knowing, knowing myself and not oh, like burning myself out. Okay, so it's sort of bringing the care for yourself into your every single day with the things that bring you forward and uplift you. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's move on to the, the first part of the question that I bypassed by making it more specific. Sure. What are your thoughts on relationships, including the one you have with yourself? So, I think, yeah, relationships are like... I don't know, one of the most beautiful things that <laughs> this uh, life has to offer. Um, I, I really cherish, you know, the relationship that I have with, well, with everyone in my life, like mm-hmm. my parents, my brother, um, my extended family, and all mm-hmm. my friends. Uh, I think those are, like, really, like... <sighs> It's, it's, like, it's hard to put into words, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it, they are, you know, relationships are things that, of course, like, take effort, um, you know, and yeah. has to go both ways, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it, I don't know, just, I guess, seeing, seeing my mom, you know, come home from work, you know, <laughs> it's like that excitement <laughs> that you get, um, like I guess effortlessly, yeah. Or or seeing you bumping into your friend, you know, at the cafe, yeah. You, you, it just kind of lights up your your face, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, like there's this person here that I love, and I get to see them again. Mm-hmm. I think, and we're not, you know, we're not always in the in the mood. <laughs> I, you know, we always have those days where <laughs> we're not having a great day, and maybe yeah. you don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. But I heard once, like, that something that someone, like, really loved about their dog was that every time they come home, you know, their dog is excited to see them no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I can even learn something from this dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something that I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, um, yeah, working on just, I mean, because I, I truly am, but sometimes, you know, you have to, like, get yourself out of that rut to <laughs> welcome your mom or dad and yeah. <laughs> yeah. when they come back home from work and embrace them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To pull it out from the inside of you that's a little bit grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's just normal. Yeah. But um, relationships, yeah, they're very special. Um, um, and... The one I have with myself, I think I can fall into patterns of negative thoughts sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm <clears throat> really overwhelmed or tired. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I might think like, ah, like, I just like, I, uh, why can't I do this? Why can't I get mm-hmm. this right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good at anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, things that I tell myself, um, mm-hmm. I guess I talk to myself in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tell myself, you know, Ryan, just one thing at a time. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's all you can handle. One thing at a time, and just do it. Mm-hmm. Do it to your best. And and I, you know, I'll make a list of all the things I have to do so that I don't yeah. get overwhelmed. I just do them yeah. in sequence. Yeah. Um, and also that like, 
the other like I think one of the one of the thing if if university has taught me anything mm-hmm. it's that everything will take longer than it is supposed to take <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> yes 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 dang it so, I don't like that but it's true <laughs> 100% <laughs> and so you need to um you need to accept that fact and yeah. uh and uh just be okay with it like like mm. i know i wanted this to finish you know in one hour but it's not it's not finished and um you know you can't live life a hundred percent efficiently um mm-hmm. you're always there's always going to be setbacks there's always going to be mistakes and mm-hmm. so the attitude that i have towards mistakes and setbacks is that you know like this is just an opportunity for me to learn and a yeah. test you know that that's you know god has placed in front of me to like mm-hmm. test my virtue of patience for example okay the more you're tested you know the more closer to perfection you become actually mm-hmm. um because it gives oh. you more chances to exercise those attributes those spiritual attributes yeah yeah that ties into a thought framework that i have where it's the that the negative things that happen in your life, like let's say something that brings up a negative emotion, such as anger or impatience or anxiety or anything along those lines, Mm -hmm. those are very powerful windows into who you are at that point in time. Because it's it's a window into the way that you're emotionally set up and the way that your thought patterns work. And you can use that to be like, why am I like this? What about this experience brought up the anxiety? What about this experience made me angry? Mm. And what is going on inside of me? And how can I work with that so that next time I'll be more patient, I'll be more kind, I'll be a stronger individual. Yeah. And then it can be a window into yourself for deep work. Absolutely, yeah, if you can recognize it. Yeah, that's the hard part when you're in the moment. The recognition <laughs> is tricky. <laughs> yeah, once you do it enough, though, mm-hmm. you, know, you can yeah. catch yourself. Definitely. And also, if you ever have any questions for me during the interview, you can ask them. Oh, that's nice to I know. Thanks. Then it'll be, uh, <laughs> good. Then it'll be a full-on dialogue. Good, good. <laughs> will be even more fun. Yeah, love that. Okay. Well, just when I talk about you asking me questions, I'm going to ask you another question. Please. Would you be willing to let the listeners get to know you a little bit by telling a story that characterizes you? Sure, sure. Yeah, in thinking about this question, um, I was thinking about, well, how, first of all, people are really like dynamic beings. We're mm-hmm. always learning, experiencing, mm-hmm. and changing, you know, from our yeah. learnings and experiences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Um, I was like, okay, like, yeah, like, where am I at in my life right now? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) how to explain that through a story. Um, But uh, I thought of a time when I went longboarding with my friend. So longboarding is something I really love. Okay, It's it's one of, I guess, just an activity or a passion that I I started when I was in grade 8 eight and oh, wow. um Stuck i with you. i loved it i i just yeah i would practice every day and start, we started doing it a lot with my friends mm-hmm. so um yeah the beautiful thing about longboarding is when you're on that board like it yeah it clears your mind and takes your mind off everything mm-hmm. you're just fully it's just you and the board and you're focused on yeah. on on the adventure or <laughs> yeah the the feeling of riding it and your balance mm-hmm. shifting so 
yeah, longboarding is this beautiful thing for me. And I was going, I was exploring on my longboard with my friend, uh, this new mm -hmm. area. And we get to this like steep inclined street and we're like, look at each other like, oh yeah, this is going to be gnarly. <laughs> 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 and uh, and uh, he's like, I'm going to start from like the midway point on this hill uh, because, well, like, to be safe, I don't want to like just go <laughs> right into it. But I miscalculated that hill <laughs> severely. <laughs> and... Uh, I was like, nah, like I, I can, like I can do this. Like I, I felt pretty confident <laughs> because of my miscalculation. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was a new hill too. Like I said, yeah. we hadn't yeah. done it before. Um, yeah. So I just, uh, I just took off from the from the <laughs> top of the hill. <laughs> and uh, if for anyone who hasn't longboarded before, like you gain speed very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on a steep incline so um that's what happened <laughs> I, I um started from the top and within like a few seconds i got this thing um that we call speed wobbles mm, yeah, so yeah. when you're on when you're on your board and you're gaining speed down the hill and then like your feet kind of feel like they're wobbling like back and forth mm -hmm. like you're yeah. uh yeah like you're nervous like you're, go you're going forward and backward <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh it really like it's scary it feels like you're gonna fall mm -hmm. um and so take that picture in your mind and that's kind of how i felt this semester <laughs> <laughs> in life i was like everything in life is just happening so fast and um mm. and i uh so in that split moment, like I had to make a decision, like, do I bail out and like prevent myself from potentially falling harder mm -hmm. or do I keep my balance and, um, trust in myself and persevere mm -hmm. and, uh, and continue. Yeah. Um, so I had to make that decision, like kind of like this, uh, yeah, around this time in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, felt like overwhelmed and stressed by just like yeah everything like a lot of things happening really fast in my life and mm -hmm. I uh but I decided I'm gonna trust myself and persevere and you know hold my ground keep yeah. my balance so cool that day on my longboard I made that decision and at the when I made it to the bottom of the hill, I survived, <laughs> and it felt so good. I was like <laughs> exhilarated at the bottom of that hill. I was like, "Wow, I did it!" Like, yeah. Oh, it was the best feeling ever. Oh my goodness. And um, yeah. So I like this analogy though. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes, like, like bailing out isn't always a wrong decision. Like, if, if mm -hmm. you see a brick wall ahead of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you should bail out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we get to those points in life where we feel where we feel the speed wobbles. And yeah. We have to make a, the decision to trust in ourselves and persevere. Yeah. And university is so stressful. Like that's one mm -hmm. of the biggest causes of stress in my life. <laughs> and I and that's like you know my, my heart goes out to all all university students because mm. I I feel your pain and struggle. <laughs> um, but, you know, I also realized that, like, 
that that's coming from like such a privileged position too because mm -hmm. majority of the world doesn't even have the opportunity to like get an education like this mm -hmm. so although i'm not fond of like the education system and <laughs> how i've been treated <laughs> through it um it, it's like yeah it's a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of perseverance so mm -hmm. props to everyone who's going through that and persevering yeah. okay. <laughs> um so yeah that uh yeah that was my longboarding <laughs> yeah. adventure um cool um and yeah, and how it how it kind of relates to <laughs> where you're at life. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I love the image of a speed wobble mm -hmm. as even just a way to relate to the pace at which you're living life. Right. Because I've been able to notice this within myself that when I'm, I'm I move faster than I can handle. Yeah. Then I I lose control of life, and then I then something. Either I get sick or I notice that I'm not living well in my relationships or I notice that I'm treating myself badly, mm -hmm. which often ends up in me getting sick. Mm -hmm. Sickness is the most common way where it shows up for me, where I'm working myself too hard mm -hmm. and I don't give myself time to recover and rest. And right. then I end up sick. But if I noticed the speed wobbles earlier, <laughs> I would have been okay. Right. So I love the idea of listening to yourself to notice when you're going too fast for what you can handle, yeah. but also to know that sometimes you can actually push through that and then you can make it right. and you will be okay Yeah, if you can maintain your balance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, push, pushing ourselves is, is a good thing. It's good to, like, mm -hmm. push yourself to grow. Yeah. And I think university has showed me that, like, I'm capable of more than I thought because mm -hmm. I always manage to get through it and, and succeed yeah. and <laughs> um when it when it looks really daunting from the outset but yeah mm -hmm. it's um yeah it's that mental barrier but mm. recognizing when to take a break too before you get yeah. sick yeah yeah or before when it's too much for you mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so you mentioned the education system i did yeah this is probably my favorite question so imagine that you get the class, the chance, not the class, the chance to design a class that everyone has to take in mm -hmm. high school, mm -hmm. in grade 12. It's a full semester long. What would it be? Yeah, that is such a good question. You know, I want to explore this with everyone I meet. <laughs> 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 Definitely going to be using these questions in my life. Feel free. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's and it's hard to pick one thing, <laughs> uh, but I think um, one of the most important skills in life is consultation. Um, okay. So because it's something you'll have to do um, at work with colleagues, um, mm -hmm. in your family, like with your spouse, um, with your children. Um, mm -hmm friends uh and it's i mean it really it, it, it can be looked at as a skill because mm -hmm. it requires that you listen attentively to people uh -huh. um and that's still something i struggle with because mm. i have like my own thoughts juggling around <laughs> in my mind and yeah sometimes i miss what the person in front of me is telling me yeah so and just learning also like you know conflict resolution mm. You know, being able to, uh, like, release tension, you know, in yeah. a room and um, 
provide like a like a safe like yeah feeling for everyone in mm-hmm. the space to share honestly and um and reach you know reach a consensus hopefully um mm. or at least um or at least you know leave the space without feelings of of anger but like being um you know being whole wholeheartedly supporting the decision of the of the group you know mm. together um i think that's uh yeah a super important skill and it would be really cool to have a class on that um yeah that's that's uh, like consultation itself is a principle that's explained in the baha'i writings okay probably a lot better than (laughs) i just explained it okay (laughs) definitely a lot better than i just explained it but i gave the gist um and there is as a matter of fact um like a sequence of, of courses called the Ruhi Institute, um, written by, um, you know, that's Baha'i-inspired material. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is one unit about consultation specifically. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, there's so much to learn. Okay. <laughs> so to put consultation in more colloquial words, would it be like checking in with people? That can be, yeah, one form of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are some of the other forms? I mean, it's it's used, for example, like in a in um, like in an organization, mm-hmm. or in like just like a team project. Oh, um, like being okay. able to teamwork maybe is is another way of putting it. Like being able to work effectively with other people. Okay, so it's learning how to communicate in all walks of life and in all areas, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, effective like communication is very key. Yeah. And it's hard. And that's not a high school course, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any class that called Interpersonal so Relationships or uh, Communication 101. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be fun, too. Mm-hmm. Just learning how to have good conversations and interact with people well. That's, that's a skill in itself, being able yeah. to smoothly like uh <laughs> create a meaningful conversation with people uh-huh yeah you get kind of stuck stuck in i guess the the menial and the, the small talk sometimes and oh. it's hard to get out of it yeah okay, <laughs> i just want to i want to give you maybe a little tool that you can use okay for this because i was i was looking into people to interview for this project and i came across the work of a guy named christopher bowers mm-hmm. and he wrote a book that I think uh, it's something about how to have good conversations. Oh, that's the name of it. It's called Hi, Conversations Change Lives. Oh, okay. And he has a, a question in there that I've taken up into my own life. And the question is, 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 instead of asking people, hey, how's it going? You ask, what went well today? Mm. Because it's very tangible and it gives you a window into their life. Mm-hmm. And the second that you start talking about things that went well, then you're making their day more positive. You're making your day more positive, mm. and it makes it more personal because it's specific. Awesome, awesome! I'm so, gonna start doing that. Yeah, I just thought that that might be cool for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. That's a, that's a great tool. You're welcome. Easy too. <laughs> Okay, you just segued into my next question perfectly. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> What's the smallest, easiest thing that you've done that has made your life noticeably better? Oh, um, and it could be something that you've done consistently that's small and easy. Okay. Um, I think one thing um, comes to mind immediately is like giving people genuine compliments. Oh. 
that's uh, something I've been striving to do more this year. Because, like, I, I think for me, I've developed the habit of noticing, like, everything good about a person or a thing and i mm. and i <laughs> to the point where like i don't even see their faults or i really try or I, I mean i avoid to think about to think negatively about anyone or mm -hmm. anything like so that really keeps me in a, like a positive attitude a lot oh, like okay. most of the time <laughs> wow so but i a lot of times it's in my own head i'm just admiring and the, I, I don't voice it. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, oh, well, why don't I, like, share that positivity? Yeah. Like, if it's something, okay. like, I genuinely, like, I like your outfit today or, like, mm -hmm. that that was, like, so, um, you know, generous of you. Like, yeah. thank you, <laughs> you know? Mm. Sharing, yeah, giving people compliments, um, smiling at people. Mm. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't even feel like I'm... I'm the one like generating the positivity. I almost feel like <laughs> I'm just mirroring like the happiness they give me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's very cool. So have you, as you started doing this, did you sort of feel that there was like a reciprocal relationship to the two things where the more that, the more that you, the more positivity that you tried to direct out towards others, the more that came back to you or... Anything like that or no? I, I, uh, I think, I mean, yes. Like, like, I mean, they, they would like appreciate it and, and just like mm -hmm. witnessing their appreciation and their reaction, you know, and, and them, you know, feeling good, <laughs> hmm. um, was like enough, like, I guess for me and, and like, yeah, the, I've, I've had friends do that for me too. And hmm. yeah, it just feels so great. <laughs> to hear it you know okay cool let's hop on to another question imagine you get the opportunity to share a single experience with everyone on the entire planet this experience could last two minutes it could last two hours it could last two years or even longer oh. it just has to be one experience what would the one experience be yeah that yeah that is <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep thinking about this. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to disrupt your sleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, no, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> but I, I, I really, uh, I think, like, two things, like, come to mind. Um, mm -hmm. So is it okay if I say two things? Oh, go ahead. By all means. <laughs> The question is just I'm to get so you thinking. I'm so indecisive. <laughs> um, well, two's pretty good. Two is <laughs> way less than like you could come up with. <laughs> yes, true. Um, so, I think the the getting to uh, getting to live in a new country is uh, okay. is something that um, it broadens your horizons and like opens your mind to all sorts of new ways of thinking and being and mm -hmm. um and uh that that was a very like yeah special experience for me when i i took a gap year after uh, my uh after high school when i was 18 okay. and i uh went to serve for one year at the baha'i world center in haifa israel oh cool so i got to yeah live in israel and <laughs> um for the first month i was there all i could 
say was like, oh my God, like this is so different from Canada. <laughs> 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 Everything is different. <laughs> huh. um, but it was the most, yeah, incredible, like life-changing mm -hmm. experience. Um, I mean, on top of being in a new country and culture, like uh -huh. I also got to like be in the Baha'i World Center where you have staff who staff there like I came from Canada but like there's a few hundred and they've all come from virtually any country you can think of and so I had like the bounty of being able to be there and meet all these people um, and learn a little about each of their cultures and um, like just what an experience like mm -hmm. I it, it felt like I was seeing a little glimpse into like the future like um what we call the golden age or the huh. future world civilization where yeah. the principle of the oneness of humankind is like is like s so obvious <laughs> hmm. where you you know people are interacting with each other um with such joy and people from you know i'm saying like every ethnicity you can think of and working together like really yeah. effectively in teams and like just like making this smooth operation um you know go by like the day-to-day -day running of the whole place the sh like wow. it's yeah beautiful beautiful and i think everyone should try like living in a new country or yeah if if you know if you have the means to travel and mm -hmm. learn from different cultures huh. how did that experience change your life and change you it i mean it showed me that it gave me confidence in like the future of humanity. Oh, okay. Like it gave me hope <laughs> <laughs> that like, you know, the world, you know, it will go, it's going to go through rough times. Um, mm -hmm. And, but like at the very end, end game, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's not apocalyptic. <laughs> 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 we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna make it um, huh. all together. And <laughs> like, and, and the, and I was working with people, you know, who were significantly, like, older than me. Um, and everyone just treated each other like, like equals and, mm -hmm. and, and gave, um, um, like, it, it, it just showed, like, how, um, yeah, like, we, that we, we have to eliminate all, all prejudice in this world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every form yeah. of prejudice, you know, out the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because uh, we're all people and we're all, you know, souls at our core, yeah. you know, made from the same, um, same God. Uh, mm. And we, you know, all want the best for each other and for humanity. So I think, yeah, it just changed me and giving me like so much hope and I guess more self-confidence. Um, mm. I was a security guard there, by the way. Oh wow! <laughs> that was my role. There's like I would be so happy to run into you as a security <laughs> guard. There was... Not because it'd be easy to get past, but because it'd be a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was so much. Uh, I mean, it was so much fun because you're at the you're at the gate um, as a as a guard, and you get to like talk to tourists, locals. Um, uh, I mean, staff members who you already know and are close with, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just passing by you all the time. Uh, there are quiet periods, too, which tested mm -hmm. my patience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was really, it was really challenging sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, 
because you have to be vigilant as a security guard too and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, make sure you're keeping a peaceful and calm and tranquil and reverent environment because you're guarding a holy place you know it's mm. not it's also not just any building or garden it's it's, it's, yeah. it's the most holy place in the world for baha'is huh. so you also yeah that was another thing getting to um yeah just getting to welcome people i love customer service <laughs> oh cool yeah wow okay so I, I yeah i learned a lot there a lot of skills and formed a lot of like relationships um you know and and now, now i've got this whole network of friends <laughs> <laughs> all over the planet around the world that the challenge is staying in touch you know <laughs> you make so many connections through life mm. it's uh, uh that it's it's hard to maintain but mm. when you make a connection with someone even yeah. if, if if you haven't talked to them in a year and then you reach out again you yeah. know, sometimes it just feels like you, you never stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with and the tight friends, right? Yeah, so. Mm. You mentioned, go ahead. Oh, I just think, like, that's that's also something to, like, keep in mind that, like, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to your friends you haven't talked to mm -hmm. in a long time. <laughs> yeah, good reminder. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that there was were two things, two experiences oh. that you couldn't choose between. I'm yeah. going to bring you back to the other one. Otherwise, my listeners will be like, what was it? You're right. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very much related to the first because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, the most, I think, uh, precious experience in my life has been to pray at the shrine of Baha'u'llah, which is mm. the messenger for the Baha'i faith the messenger okay. of God, and that's where his resting place is, and it's the holiest mm. place for Baha'is. So being mm. able to be in there, um, it's I, it's an unexplainable feeling of just like, I guess, nearness to God. And like when you, you get to pray sincerely in that space, you, you kind of feel transported. Huh. I don't know how else to put it, like elated, a little like... I don't know, like euphoric feeling, like you feel like you're being like hugged. <laughs> huh. It's really special. And um, yeah, I would want everyone to experience that if they, huh. if they have the chance. That's cool. And I'm sure you can experience that elsewhere too. Mm -hmm. um, but that's where I felt it the strongest. Okay. So just the, uh, just the hug of a presence mm -hmm. that you've known and adored and worshipped for many years. That's right, yeah. That okay. would be one experience I'd want everyone to have. <sighs> That's so cool. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to talking about your parents. What are some things that they taught you that set you up to live well? Mm, yeah, again, <laughs> too many things. <laughs> uh, but they are amazing people. You know, I, mm. I've gotten to look up to them my whole life. Um, mm. And I think... Uh, first thing when I uh, like comes to mind is I remember from a very young age, my if I had to say two words, my mom would tell me <laughs> before going to school every morning, mm -hmm. focus. <laughs> 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 remember to focus. <laughs> so keep your focus, you know, yep. in life and whenever you're working on a task, like mm -hmm. focus on it um, and don't try and yeah, prevent distraction. Um, okay. That's helped me throughout my schooling um, yeah. and on like you know achieving goals mm -hmm. uh, moderation 
oh, is the okay. other thing that she really emphasized. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like too much of anything is, is not a good thing. Yeah. And um, I think, uh, you know, especially like I'm thinking to my middle school, high school years, <laughs> like my friends, you know, a lot of them or classmates, they, they loved video games and yeah. I loved playing video games with them. Yeah. But my mom, you know, her teaching of moderation really stuck with me. So mm. <laughs> I never went like more than like two hours at a time. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I couldn't handle it. I was like, I know my limits. Yeah. So she really yeah. like um, hit it home <laughs> mm -hmm. with like self-discipline and self-control yeah. and nice. not getting like addicted to, <laughs> to something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just, that's a principle of life that uh, is really important, applies to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you hear the term healthy addiction, which is like, you know, you can be working on a, on like something you're really passionate about. Like every yeah. day I'm working on this like beautiful project and that's mm -hmm. okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the focus okay. part, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, focus and moderation. So, I just want to add a, de a definition to mm -hmm. the word addiction. Please. So addiction is the narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure. Okay. So it's like the limiting, oh. uh, let's say, the if you were addicted to, let's say, alcohol, yeah. the only thing that you get pleasure from eventually would become alcohol. Mm, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> that should whereas, not be the source of happiness. Yeah, whereas the opposite of it is the broadening of the things that bring you pleasure. So oh. you could be incredibly focused on doing one thing a lot. Yeah. But as long as that's not the only thing that, as long as you aren't coming to only enjoy that thing as opposed to all others, mm. as long as you're still able to find joy in, let's say, your walk to work or the friend that you see at work or the hobby that you do when you come home or the dinner that you have or the lunch that you have or even just uh, a funny joke that you tell yourself in your head. Yeah. As long as that remains and the work does not become the only place where you find meaning and purpose and pleasure. Mm-hmm then you aren't addicted to the work, you're just focusing on it. Yeah, you hit it home. <laughs> Thank you. That, that was a beautiful explanation. Thank you. I <laughs> don't know where I got the exact quote, but I know it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. The narrowing I, one? Yeah, the narrowing, I believe that that was... <sighs> I will find it and I will put it in the comments in the notes <laughs> because <laughs> it's good. it's cool yeah that's powerful thank you um one more thing i would say is mm -hmm. uh not being afraid to try new things yeah my yeah my my mom and dad uh they so they signed me up for everything <laughs> from <laughs> from ballet to kickboxing <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that is a range i know <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's why to this day I still love trying new things like I want yeah. to try something new every day and that's what okay, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm drawn towards things that I haven't tried before hmm. <laughs> that's exciting like someone offers you know to do like you know for me to come along to something I've never done before I'm like that's the I'm most tempting happy. thing in the world for me <laughs> like, <laughs> like a new experience yes please <laughs> oh that's cool <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. And I imagine that that has added a lot to your life. Yeah. A lot of value. For sure. For sure. Mm. I, and, and one other thing my mom always says is anything that you learn in life will come in handy at some point to you in the future. Yeah. 
So don't feel like, you know, it's a waste of time learning sewing because, <laughs> you know, that's what I thought yeah. when she was <laughs> putting me in sewing class. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And there, oh, there I was in Haifa, like, sewing my button back to my security uniform. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You never know when your button will fall off. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I did the same thing with my backpack. My mom taught me how to sew a long time ago, and then I got a used backpack, and it had a little bit of a hole in it. I was like, I know how to fix this. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so amazing. Uh, okay, let's let's hop on to another question. Sounds great. Okay. I personally have a little framework that I use to think about life, and it's the framework of bets, mm. where either you're putting in money, time, energy. I can't think of any other things that you could put into <laughs> something, yeah. hoping that it will get you somewhere else or give you something or lead to a certain type of return. Right. What do you believe is worth betting on or investing in? Um, well, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like, like, well, first thing is like, I guess with in investments, you use the word diversify. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, like I told you, I love trying new things. I'm, I'm willing mm. to invest time or money into trying something new. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I guess um, betting on, I mean, relationships is very, like, important too. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I wouldn't, and, and like, I don't know, for example, if you, if you come out of a relationship that didn't work out, uh, mm -hmm. like a romantic relationship, then I wouldn't call that, like, you know, that the person wasn't worth betting on or something oh, like that. Oh, definitely not. It's like, but you, 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 you know that it's worthwhile to give it your best shot. Yes, and, um, definitely. And, and see where it takes you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just investing energy into people is, is mm -hmm. very special. Um, and uh, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good bet. <laughs> um, and, and into activities that you love doing, like keep doing them. Um, like <laughs> with me, like longboarding is something I love. And uh, I don't feel like I do it enough <laughs> nowadays, mm. but um, I always go back to it. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else that I can think of? I mean, I've already mentioned it several times, but like prayer. Yeah. Putting time into prayer is also um, good investment, in my opinion. <laughs> it helps yeah. you feel grounded. Um, more certain in yourself, um, and uh, and just uh, less distracted with the things of this world, hmm. and, and focusing on what really matters you know, when you're meditating. Okay. Okay, we have one more. Well, we have two more, but I, one is my final. Do you mind if I flip the question on you? Oh, I'm curious sure. to hear okay. what, what you what you like to bet. <laughs> okay, your what time I like to bet on. on. Yeah. Okay, what I believe is worth betting on. Mm -hmm. Um, huh. at the moment, I believe that the things that are worth betting on are the ones that you get a full body yes for. Mm. And what I mean by that is that sometimes. It's like, imagine you just hit the, the game-winning shot in a basketball game. Ooh. Or you just achieved the success that you'd always dreamed of. Mm -hmm. The feeling that you get in that moment is a full-body yes. Uh -huh. That's the definition of a full-body yes. Uh -huh. 
Okay. Sometimes when you meet a friend, you get a full body yes. Right. You're like, this is the kind of person that I want to hang out with. I don't quite get why, but this is, I get them, they get me. This is something that I really want to go into. Mm -hmm. Or with an activity, it just hits different. Yeah. And you get a full body yes for it. Or for me, sometimes it happens with books uh -huh. or with stories or with certain teachers mm -hmm. or with ideas. Mm -hmm. And it's like for this podcast, even thinking about it, even though it's, I've gotten used to the idea of doing it, mm -hmm. still thinking about it gives me this sensation of yes throughout my whole body. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit subtler than it used to be because I've gotten used to it, as I said, right. but it's still there. I still get a full body yes, that yes, I want to keep doing this. I want to pursue this. I want to keep growing in this direction. Right. So the things where your full whole body says yes, mm -hmm. that's what I believe is worth betting on. Awesome. So. That makes, yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking that away cool. <laughs> from this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to flip the question back at you. Sure. <laughs> Not this specific one, but it's <laughs> time to talk now. So uh, what are your thoughts on work, money, and business? And <clears> or <throat> any of the ones that you actually have thoughts on? Yeah. Uh, I think... You know, I don't know a whole lot about uh, business and economics yet. That's okay, something yeah. I wanna I wanna learn about. I yeah. think it's a really important aspect mm -hmm. of life. Um, yeah. It's gonna become more and more relevant to me as I become <laughs> independent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do know that, you know, whatever our <laughs> however our world economy works, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and that there are people, yeah. you know, living in extreme poverty and people living in extreme mm -hmm. wealth and that there mm -hmm. shouldn't be that large disparity. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd love, I would love for, you know, my work, as I said, is something that I want, I want to do wholeheartedly. Um, mm -hmm. um, with, uh, and, and what would motivate me is that it's, working towards like the betterment of humankind um, yeah. and some 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 jobs like work on that you know indirectly versus some who work you know very mm -hmm. directly in that field yeah. um, of, of like socioeconomic development yeah. um, <clears throat> me I'm I'm studying computer engineering and okay. so I I don't get excitement out of the thought of like working on the latest and greatest tech <laughs> <laughs> to be consumed by, you know, people with enough money to buy it. <laughs> um, but the idea of, like, making, you know, circuits uh, that are more efficient, um, power efficient, you know, which is good for the environment, or, mm -hmm. um, well, just, you know, faster, you know, allowing yeah. um, all, you know, all fields to... Um, advance because uh -huh. computers are used in every field you, know, yeah. you can think of. I can't yeah. think of anyone who does their job without a computer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I kind of picked computer engineering because I'm like, I'm going to be helping everyone do their jobs better <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> by cool. making computers reliable and fast and um, efficient. <laughs> and then you could make it inexpensive too. And then yes. you could bring that to the whole world. And then the computers bring with it the internet and the access to knowledge. And then knowledge is freedom. And then you're setting the whole world free. Exactly. Well, yes. 
the internet is also a double-edged sword. That is true. <laughs> and I uh, and I want it to be used in moderation and mm -hmm. <laughs> um, appropriately. Um, so there's a lot that I think might be out out of my control when I'm you know <laughs> just the developer of the hardware. That's true. Um, but I've also found a lot of excitement um, looking into just new applications of like advanced technology that is specifically for you know directly addressing like the crises of humanity, like the environmental crisis and um, the housing crisis. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like last uh, term, I did a paper uh, researching and uh, about three D printed construction. Oh, and cool. how you can 3D print literal like buildings, like houses, huh. <laughs> uh, at least the walls of the house. Um, okay. And that really speeds up construction. It can use mm. materials that are more environmentally friendly mm. than concrete, which produces a lot of CO2 when, when mm -hmm. they're making it, and mm. uh, cheaply. And so um, I saw mm. some companies partnering, um, construction companies partnering with NGOs to like build houses in in areas like specifically this one was in Nacajuca, Mexico hmm. um, and they uh, built homes for people living in extreme poverty hmm. or there's another one that built a, a school and some homes in Malawi using a 3D printer like a massive 3D printer <laughs> huh. so that was like wow like this is such a cool technology like I might want to get involved in that field so I'm, I'm hmm. really looking for opportunities in in the field where I can apply my passion for working with like digital hardware, mm -hmm. but to something that really serves humanity. Huh. Um, yeah, I guess I, that was a little bit of a roundabout answer to your <laughs> original question. Well, that's a, pretty much the exact thing that I was hoping for. Oh, good. I love roundabout <laughs> answers because they tell me about who you are and they tell me interesting things. <laughs> that's honestly the reason I have these conversations, right. just to hear interesting things and get to know people. <laughs> Well, you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. So far. <laughs> hey. Well, we're running shortish on time, but there's a few questions that I really, really want to touch on before we disappear. Go for it. Okay, if you could share one thing you've learned from being Baha'i with everyone on the planet, what would it be? Uh, it would be, for me, like, number one, things that keeps me going mm -hmm. are one of our central principles. World peace is inevitable. Oh, that's cool. So I want everyone to remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, why do you believe that that's the case? Well, I think that it's, on, it's only a matter of time before we get there. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's, um, it's not... Because uh, there's so much hopelessness in the world. Like, mm -hmm. And like... Everyone thinks of that idea as utopian, like there's mm -hmm. never going to be world peace. That's so mm -hmm. utopian. You're so naive. Yeah. Well, okay, obviously when everyone's thinking that way, we're not going to get there. Because <laughs> 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 you're, you're if you don't believe it, then your daily actions and are not going to like, you know, reflect that. And, mm -hmm. and you know, you, you'll behave more uh, selfishly probably, like if you don't think that mm -hmm. your kindness to another human being is going to matter, yeah. right? <laughs> so yeah. I think it's really important to, for everyone to have that hope and faith that like world peace is inevitable and all of us can contribute to that goal 
no, it probably won't happen during our lifetime, mm -hmm. but that's the whole point of like, I mean, an ever advancing civilization where we're building mm -hmm. on the efforts of each previous generation, generation and mm -hmm. everything takes longer than it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be discouraged by that. Uh -huh. um, yeah, everyone's here for a reason and, um, and you have something to contribute to this like, to this goal of creating a more beautiful world. Huh. So that, that's like, yeah, I think maybe another reason I'm so positive <laughs> is that the, the Baha'i faith has taught me that, you know, I can be assured of, of uh, in, in the end, things, things are going to, things are going to move in the right direction, hmm. not to lose faith because of how it is right now. Okay. How has being Baha'i improved your life, specifically? It's been one thing, I mean, some, some practical things, like <laughs> anywhere I travel to in the world, like I can just hit up the Baha'i community <laughs> and, and like I'll have friends, like, oh, like cool. it's happened. Like <laughs> I, I, I just go uh, to visit like my high school friend um, who's not a Baha'i in Seattle and mm -hmm. uh, then I and then I like I, I message like uh, like well a Baha'i person I know there and then I, mm -hmm. I go and join them for their holy day celebration huh. and all of a sudden like I, <laughs> I'm just surrounded by this community again of, of like people hmm. with like you know a common vision and common yeah. beliefs and and you know they're all so kind and loving um, mm. I, I feel like spoiled when like I, I go to like <laughs> you know a lot of Baha'is homes because they they treat you with so much like just respect and warmness and welcomingness. So it's it's nice that I I, I feel that security I guess where anywhere I go in the world because the Baha'i faith is like spread worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually statistically the second most widespread religion in the world after Christianity. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can be sure that there will be <laughs> some people I'll have something in common with <laughs> anywhere I go, um, which is really, I think, I guess, uh, yeah, nice to know um, and something to look forward to. I get to, like, learn from them. You know, they might have different customs or cultural ways of, like, hosting their holy days or hmm. gatherings, and you know, songs in different languages <laughs> yeah. I'll get to learn. So there's that to look forward to. Um, and I think it's like, I think something that we talk about in um, North American cultures, like self-work, um, like, like working on ourselves, mm -hmm. um, being the person you want to be. Yeah. And, you know, since a young age, I attended Baha'i children's classes, which basically educate children on our, on our virtues. Mm -hmm. Virtues, truthfulness, honesty, um, kindness, uh, generosity, you know, the basics, mm -hmm. you know. Courage. Th things that you would, <laughs> yeah, courage. Things that um, everyone should learn this, you know. Yeah. This, is ev this is true for everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, and I kind of think that that's another thing. Well, if you asked me what should be taught in elementary schools, I would yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, moral education, virtues, classes. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up, you know, learning about those and then 
um, going to junior youth groups, which is like, I guess, just like step up where you talk about a little bit more mature um, subject matter after, mm -hmm. you know, you're 11 to 14 years old. And yeah. you talk a little bit more about the challenges that are um, affecting society and what our place is um, in navigating um, this world where we're hmm. influenced by a lot of different things and we need uh -huh. to like stay true to ourselves. Um, so I got to like have these junior youth groups which are open to everyone and I, I run one in my neighborhood where um, like none of like only like one of the participants is a Baha'i. The rest are just children and junior youth from the neighborhood who want to be there and hmm talk about these concepts together because you don't really have that chance to talk about meaningful like uh, <laughs> deep stuff you know <laughs> yeah. like uh, and our place in the world um at school often mm -hmm. you know at that age most people aren't having those kinds of conversations and it's good to provide I, I was so happy and grateful to have that space when i was in that age group wow <laughs> yeah. that's really cool and i had like wonderful animators you know that's what we call the facilitator of a junior youth group, an animator. Okay. The, I think the reasoning f for that term is because they're supposed to like bring life to the group and animate means to bring life. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. um, I had like, they're kind of like mentors for me, mm -hmm. the ones I had when I was little. Cool. Would you be able to briefly describe what being behind means to you? <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, to be a Baha'i, you could, I mean, what we say is like, you know, people can even be like Baha'i in spirit, you know, not be like officially, like outwardly a Baha'i, mm -hmm. but to be a Baha'i just means to, um, to genuinely, uh, to desire like the upliftment of, of humankind and to work for it. Okay, <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. I love that. It's as simple as that. There is a specific quote that I'll share with you later when I find it because that was a paraphrase of that. <laughs> but that is like, yeah, it's so dear. That concept is so dear to my heart. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so there's no difference between, you know, mm -hmm. a Baha'i and a not Baha'i person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's that, yeah, the intention you live your life with. Um, to be of service to humanity. Okay. That's really cool. Okay, I love that definition and I didn't know it before. <laughs> and thank you for educating me. <laughs> My pleasure. And now we gotta wrap it up, so here's the last question. Imagine that I forget our entire conversation mm -hmm. and that you exist. Okay. The only thing that I remember related to you is what you say in the next few minutes. What is the most important thing you have to say to me, Simon Funk, right now? Simon, you're a beautiful human being. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you have so much capacity to do good for people. Thank you. Um, and I want you to keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and Thank you. um, and to yeah, to nurture yourself, your well-being, and spread that to others. Spread spread mm -hmm. all the knowledge you can and share it to everyone. <laughs> Thank you. And to all of you listeners, I want to pass along those very words from Ryan right back to you. <laughs> that those are the words that he would have to say to any of you if you were in my position, which you could be if you wanted to. So that's all. Have a great day, guys.
Hello everyone, it's Simon. I know you thought you were done with me, but I've still got a few things to say. The first is thank you. I really appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to my conversations, and I hope that they're adding value to your lives. The second is that if you're enjoying the podcast and want to support me in what I'm doing, you can do that in a few ways. The first is by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The second is by subscribing to my email newsletter. This can be found by going to my website, learningfromhumanity.com, scrolling down to the section titled Interviews, and filling out the form titled Want to Hear About New Content. The third way you can help me out is by following me on Instagram at learningfromhumanity. The mailing list and Instagram are similar in that those are the places where you will hear about cool new content. News of anything new will be shared via those channels. The final and most important way you can help me out is by suggesting a guest. The guests that I'm looking for are the old and the bold. The old are those who are 65 plus and can look back at their life and say, I have something to teach others about living well based on what I've learned over my years. The other category, the bold, consists of people like me, like you, maybe a few years younger, maybe up to the age of 35, who are actively trying to live the best life they can and have something to show for it. I'm not picky about who I interview, as long as they fit into those categories. It could be you, it could be your grandma, it could be your best friend who does uh, roller skating professionally, or makes really, really cool YouTube videos. I don't know who I'm going to interview, and I'm excited to find out. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for putting up with me gabbering on for so long. And I hope you have a great day.